0: intro again. Don't. Please don't. You really
1: gonna do this? It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god. No. Not another freaking wrestling podcast.
2: Yay! Yay. Like I said, I don't get people watching me. So, either you love me or you don't.
3: I love you. I love you too. Cody Rhodes is hot dog water solidified. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast.
2: We're your hosts and uh Man, we got some competition in wrestling this week, and I'm excited about it myself. I'm No Contest, JD. And I'm um,
3: Shane Daniels. And I'm rudely interrupted, Will Diamonds.
2: Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> and I guess I am the promoter of Clash at Carpet City. Uh, date coming soon. Tua.
0: Ah, too bad this isn't a visual media, because I'm going to go with, I'm the chairman of the Council of Marks, sitting here at the (laughs) big-ass table.
2: And I'm Jake. So, so, uh, we had a funeral this week to attend. That was, it it was an event. But, um, more important, though, is this crazy-ass week of wrestling. Uh, Will, you were gone uh, last week, so... We're going to start off with you. Talk to us about your thoughts on Russell Dream.
3: Russell Dream was fucking sick. It was a good-ass show. I think that it was probably one of the most fun in terms of matches shows that they've done this year. Really, the only low point to me was Ricky Starks and Wheeler Yuta was just kind of there but i don't know mjf versus the righteous was a neat little handicap match that while it did make the righteous look like absolute dorks was whatever shibata and eddie kingston was a fucking banger julia hart and statlander was really sick which i'm really digging how far julia hart has come Josh Barnett had a pre-show match with Claudio Casagnoli, and John Moxley was cussing up a storm on commentary and got fined out the ass.
1: Damn. Yeah, those sit today people.
3: Yeah. Swerve and Hangman was everything I expected it to be. Super fucking good match. Swerve is Definitely, I think that was kind of the christening moment that he's one of the top heels for the company right now. I'd say it's definitely like him and Jay White right now, and then maybe Samoa Joe, but he's kind of in a weird in between area. Jericho was there in a six man, so that happened. It was a shame. But we got to see Golden Lovers versus Kanosuke Takeshita and Will Ospreay, and then two other dudes were there.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
3: But we got fucking Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Holy shit. Y'all, this was a good-ass match.
1: If you love wrestling, you'll love this match.
3: Technical wrestling at its fucking finest. I... I feel like they've got to do something big with Brian Danielson's momentum moving forward. But I really don't think he's going to win any kind of belts. I don't know. He's just been beating so many top names lately. We had a... Overall, it was a decent tag match with FTR and Aussie Open. It was like it was a very good match, but it wasn't anywhere as good as the others that they've had. But FTR won. Can I ask you something? Because I don't
2: think you were you were here for last week when we talked about the tag title change. The FTR Ricky Starks
3: tag this title. This entire team. championship reign was a waste of time. And I just
2: wanted to hear your thoughts on
3: it. It was a waste of time and was, I think, did nothing really for the tag division. It was it did things for FTR, but I don't think anyone else came out of that title reign really looking good other than Jay White and Juice Robinson. I don't know. I I will always say that FTR are grossly overrated.
1: And I will say that you're gross. we thinking about that. No, they are
3: not even the best tag team in this tag title match at WrestleDream.
2: Yeah, getting back to that, what was your thoughts on that?
3: They should have gave the belts to Aussie Open. I'm not sure because... Ricky Starks and Big Bill probably aren't going to have that big of a run with it. In fact, I honestly see them probably putting the belts back on FTR because why not? I mean, who else you got? And then we also had a very... It was an interesting main event. There was a lot of crazy fucking spots in Darby versus Christian. But we have the new rightful Christian Cage TNT champion. No one can say shit. He beat Darby two one. Darby can hopefully fuck off out of this storyline and go do something. Something no,
2: else. No, because it looks like they're building to a fucking like big six man fucking shit show.
3: That's
0: what be it a looks
3: lot like. It, they didn't. That's what it looks like. They already have other people they can do. They can do Adam Copeland in the Coplocutioner. They could do Nick Wayne's mom and bring back Jungle <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> we all need Darby and Sting for this. They've they've done enough with the TNT Championship. It's time to. Time to go. But yeah, also Edge. Edge was neat.
2: Well, what do you give the show overall out of five?
3: Out of five, I'd give it a four and a half. That was a very fun show. The low points were not that low. I don't know that actually, no, I think I'd give it a four. I th- I don't know that I enjoyed it quite as much as the other two pay-per-views that they've recently ran. I think I liked it more than All Out, but not as much as All in London. But I think All Out had bigger highs, but it had lower lows. I could but, see overall. that. Solid, fun little banger of a pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to where they're going towards things with Full Gear since we've already got the main event shaped up and barring him not getting medically cleared, we've got John Moxley and Orange Cassidy all but announced.
2: Well, let's go ahead and move on to this and try not to stay on it too long. CM Punk reached out to WWE, reportedly they didn't give a fuck. What do you guys think? Swerve or normal WWE propaganda?
1: I don't think it's going to happen. I really legitimately think they're not going to bring him in. I mean,
0: I feel like if they were going to do it, they're going to tell you they're not going to do it, so that when he does show up, they'll be like, oh, you FRAF scallions, you got us again, you know.
3: William, I think they should bring in a stable of all the little bitches that keep on kind of like trying to pester their way back into the company, but they don't want them back. So I want a stable of punk to come out there with Alberto El Patron and Bully Ray. And we'll throw in Chris Masters. So
2: random. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of still on AEW, we had NXT versus AEW this week. Boy, Tony
1: Cobb showed his ass, didn't he? Yeah, he did.
2: We can talk about that and this all in the same thing. Uh, Tony Khan pretty much got his Twitter fingers on and was like, "Yeah, that shit was wild." It was. It was getting real. <laughs> like he somebody should have laid coke the, coke. Got the got the got him off the coke there because he was fucking going on. Damn.
3: I don't know. I saw bits of NXT and it was, uh, it it seemed like a lot of. Typical WWE look at the old shiny names that you already know versus building the new kids. But Dynamite, I did watch all the way through. Very fucking good episode overall.
2: I'm going to... I, I did the old flip back and forth. Uh, if the NXT was kind of slow, I'd flip on to AEW and watch it until it got slow and... Um, all the stuff that I did see on both shows was great. I, I don't really give a shit about the numbers because in the end, everybody won. Numbers so why not take it? I mean, it was, I forgot who was talking about numbers. I think it was Booker T on his podcast was talking about how, yeah, uh, edge and Christian hadn't wrestled in front of that many eyes. So it was a, Really a win. For them. You know.
3: I don't know. It's just. we will never understand the whole like. Tribalism aspect. Of wrestling. Like just. Just watch what you want to watch. Like. Rep. Whatever promotions you do. Like. But.
1: Everybody likes to fight. And. And all that shit. I think it's just. I think it's kind of. Raunchy. It's just and stupid. Yeah, it's really stupid. You know,
2: I think I've grown to like AEW, which it's no secret. You can go back and listen. I used to shit on it all the time. Wouldn't watch I'd just pick cherry pick what I want to watch, but now I can watch a whole episode because I take AEW for what it's what it is and what it means to me, which is nothing. just a fun little show to watch it's different
3: yes what if ring of honor got a bigger budget oh that'd be great yeah that's basically what it is yeah it's literally just ring of honor during that like adam cole briscoe's unfortunately michael elgin Jay lethal era but with Serious money going into it, and not Sinclair airing them at 3 a.m. on a Wednesday. But I don't know. I just just fuck it. If if you don't like it, just don't watch it. And if you like it, watch it. It's wrestling. Uh, it I liked Dynamite. I thought it was the whole ordeal was really fucking silly because the. I thought WWE looked really fucking goofy, being like, oh, shit, we're running against an episode of their TV. Here's goddamn everyone and their grandma coming in for random spots.
2: Yeah, yeah. I kind of do. That was the thing kind of was like, to me, was hokey as fuck, was Cody Rose being general manager, making matches, fucking Cena being there, Paul Heyman being there, like... Undertaker being there. Undertaker. Like, you didn't need all that. The show, if you would have took all that away, the show would have been mm-hmm. just as good.
1: And it feels like if they put more of the focus on the current talent in NXT, too. It feels like it took a little bit of that away to me.
2: Well, that kind of... What it really does is kind of... It feels like a slap slapping face to them. Yeah. Like, you're not good enough... To capture all these ratings. So we got to bring in Big Match John. And we got to bring in Cody. And we got to bring in Taker. And we got to bring in Paul. And we got to bring in whoever else. Oscar.
1: Yeah, it just felt like a reach to me.
2: Still moving on to AEW. Big news this week with them. And
3: AAA and CMLL fucking colossal goddamn news. They got their little hands on Caristico, a.k.a. Mystico, a.k.a. a lot of names, but he's back to Mystico. You may know him as Sin Cara if you're uncultured. (laughs) But Mystico, easily one of the biggest luchadors in years to come out of Mexico. Massive fucking name them is debuting for AEW wrestling Rocky Romero on Rampage for the quote unquote I think they called it just like the Mexican pound for pound crown because I think Mystico's got one of CMLL's belts but I know for sure that Rocky does which he also just picked up MLW's world middleweight championship off that nerd Akira they did But that is fucking massive because there's been no company that's really been able to kind of pull off that relationship of getting to work with both AAA and CMLL at the same time, let alone booking them on the same shows with the only stipulation really given that they just can't work each other. But that's fucking nuts.
1: It's baby steps, but it'll happen.
3: Yeah, now, I
2: mean, I think it'll be a good partnership in the end. Um, Yeah. Get a lot more eyes on those guys in Mexico.
3: It's... I see it as it's kind of a... It's more money for some of them, but it's also possibly an exit for some of these guys to leave CMLO. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm interested to see who all they bring, and if this is just going to be a short-term thing, and it's just like, oh, look, here's Mystico, or if we're going to see more names outside of just, like, the big ones. I don't know. I just want Sobrano Jr., I want Templario. I want Ultimo Guerrero to not come. <laughs> well, moving on what to... That's Clown. Oh, no. That's A, you fucking uncultured heathen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that'd get a rise out of him. He's having a Noah run right now.
2: <laughs> That's your boy, though. Hey, he's kind of grown be- on me a little bit. Psycho Clown?
3: He had a really sick match with El Hill del Dr. Wagner Jr. for the GHC oh. national belt. Oh hush, Shane, you, you like fucking El Fantasmo. You're you're Shut the fuck count. up. I love El
2: Fantasmo. Hey, he's slightly out
3: of the mud now. Him and Hikaleu actually won the strong tag belts and then posed with them naked. I didn't know all that, but Oh, I figured you would have seen it. Nah. No, that's your boy. I fucking.
2: No. I've just been fucking super busy. Life. Uh, moving on to WWE. Got a question for you. Whose game is it?
3: Swerve's house.
2: No, it's not Swerve's house. It's LA Night. Yeah. yeah. Let me talk to you. Man, that was some cinematic shit on SmackDown. I'll tell you what. The shot with. Fucking Roman in his glasses. Kevin Dunn's still the guy? Yeah. He's getting he's getting some clever little tricks. Stepping up or production. Or is someone else doing it? And he just takes credit for it. Fucking Kevin Dunn. Well,
0: I mean, the credit should go to the whoever was operating that camera. Dunn just switched buttons.
2: Man, to be fair... I've watched the dudes when they do that shit in the back, like when they were showing on the little documentary, how they do all that shit. It's insane. It's like he's camera one, camera two cut in on three fucking all kinds of shit. It's crazy. But then, on the big season premiere of SmackDown, we got a new SmackDown general manager and a big trade. Kevin Owens is now on SmackDown.
3: What about Sammy? No, he's still on Raw. Oh, so that's the split up?
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
3: That's, so who'd they trade? Well, that was uh, Jay. Jay. Jay was the trade. I thought Cody got, or no, because Cody just won tag belts with him. Never mind.
2: Well, our new general manor, manager, Nick Adonis, or whatever the fuck his name is.
3: Aldous. Yeah, Aldis. that. Oh, yeah. Show some respect to the third or fourth longest reigning NWA World's heavyweight champion of all time.
2: Uh, there you go. Adam Pearce was a better NWA World champion, though. I mean, you're not wrong,
0: but still be be nice to Nick. Probably Chris. Drew better. Anyways, he's
3: what our new general manager.
2: Anybody going to say anything positive?
3: What happened to Pierce?
2: He's going to be general manager of Raw now.
1: So he's lot the load of.
2: So who was? Was France there even went. a
1: Raw general manager?
3: He was both for the last oh. few years. So, did when Nick Aldis came out, did the crowd start a delegation chant? No.
2: No. No, he burned Dominic no, though, which was funny because he was like, I'm a huge fan of your dad.
3: So, that was. I, I saw of, the stupid little bit of Triple H being like, I thought we piped in those booze.
1: That was oh, yeah. hokey
3: as shit. That
1: was some I'll, some Matt Striker shit. So should oh. Nick Aldis and Mickey James do like a recreation of what Triple H and Stephanie McMahon did in the nineties?
2: I mean, like that early two thousands.
1: Yeah, why not try that again with them? I I'd kind of dig it.
3: I think it would work. I think, I think y'all are crazy. I know I'm not seeing people drinking the Nick Aldis Kool-Aid.
1: I just want what's best for business, and I think it would be that. And you think Nick Aldis is best for business? No, I'm saying Nick Aldis and Mickey James would be good for business.
3: Mickey My James thing James is is why they
1: not let him just wrestle.
2: Why does he have to be a general manager?
3: He'll wrestle eventually. I think we'll get there. I think it's gonna be like when they brought in Austin Aries.
0: You can say my my man's is getting a paycheck and not having to take bumps.
1: I mean I would take that deal too. I would that's, too, but fuck.
3: Yeah, no, that's not that's not the way you've got it backwards. You're supposed to take a lot of bumps and not get paid, brother.
1: Oh, okay. My bad.
2: Well, there was a big anniversary show last weekend. Was it? Big Ego Pro 18 year anniversary show. Yeah, Barry right Allen's baby way. finally is legal. Yes.
1: On the market in hot Detroit.
2: Ain't nobody fucking my wrestling promotioner but me. Oh. Uh-huh. All right. I did. Call, I did call dibs during the,
0: the pre-production meeting. Did you? I did. Like, oh, it's 18 now. It's illegal. Called dibs.
2: Well, Jake, how was it? And Will, you were there too.
3: Kind of. <laughs>
0: Will. Will was back and forth between the locker room and the in the floor all night.
3: I was mm-hmm. I was orbiting. I saw some some matches and it was interesting. The crowd was just so fucking odd.
2: Now you're used to these fucking mat deathmatch fucking notes, I'm used to
3: people ropes, that chains watch wrestling. Blood and guts. It's so like they're Truly the anti-wrestling crowd. They. (laughs) Will just sit on their hands. For some fucking sick ass shit. But then you. Do. A senton. And they lose their minds. They're just like a simple big boot.
2: And that's my favorite thing. About the crowd. (laughs)
3: Like they. They actively dislike extra shit like at one point there was this big brawl around and i remember a dude got bounced off of the shutters and the crowd was just like okay and then they get back in and he does the fucking senton and i swear to god that place exploded but they didn't give a shit about anything else in the sequence because it was a whole like strike strikes kick spinning backhand then a senton and The spinning backhand I thought looked really sick. I was the only one, apparently. But it was a neat little show. It's a really cool little venue, really dope little environment. Overall, everyone was nice, and the matches I did see were very fun. I saw this one nerd, Tiger Kid, though.
2: Fuck Tiger Kid. Yeah, hell that guy.
3: Shit love me some tiger kid i tell you what that's the sweetest lad in the south
2: i'm so is that your let's just clarify that that was your very first experience at ego pro correct
3: yes that was my very first time it was so you're no longer a virgin of ego pro um don't ever ask to don't say that to me ever again
0: (laughs) Ego Pro, pro pops another cherry
3: uh, uh, don't yep. say that either. Y'all, I'm <laughs> never going back now.
0: <laughs> don't be Barry's bastard child family. out there taking the innocence.
1: What the hell?
3: It it was interesting. You At one point, you. Barry told yep. everyone to come over to his house, and by everyone, I mean like the crowd. Yeah, he'll do that. But it was very interesting. Jake, how was your night at
0: Ego Pro? Fucking me and John Bivens just tore fucking lumps out of each other for 10 minutes. And what I was told by a lot of people was probably the loudest crowd reactions of the night. Uh, That dude's way better than he gets credit for. And he's uh, in the top five for people who have hit me hardest in a match. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to egg me on to fucking just kick his ass harder. But, like, I mean, it works. It works.
3: He was, like, tickled pink about it.
0: I was going to say, Shane, like, you've seen it. Like, they don't typically take to newcomers at ego very quickly. But no, they, they like them some John Bivens.
2: They do not. Was that not. his
0: debut? No, he's been there a couple of times, but like, he's gotten more progressively more over with them the longer he's been there.
3: See, that's
2: the one of my favorite thing also about Ego Pro's crowd. You have to
3: earn that respect, in a sense. I, I don't know. I like that, but I also don't like whenever a wrestling crowd will just not react to someone just because they don't know them. Uh, A.K. the that's Jake just, Murphy uh... curse. There is this good old TWE string where they're throwing you against no-name chuckle fuckers that no one knew, so they would immediately be like, hell yeah, it's Jake, let's go! And then Jake would just be cheating his ass off the whole match, and we'd just be like, woo! But overall, well, it, it was changed that
0: now. now Now they put me in there with people that they actually want to see kick my ass.
3: It's cool. Seeing the TWE babies up there was also neat, getting to see some of them workshop different ideas and everything. Yeah, overall it was fun. Needs Barry needs to do more stuff with that big old eagle.
2: <laughs> That's some that eagles in some pretty cool shots.
3: Yeah, From but it peers. needs to be involved in like angles. Like that needs to be like it should possess someone.
2: Don't be giving that man no damn ideas of
3: possession. I've heard Barry's ran some shit. Well. But it's overall fun show. Met some neat dude. White boy with dreads was pretty fucking sick. White boy with dreads. Yeah.
2: Elaborate. Yeah, I don't What's recall. He a
3: wrestler? <laughs> yeah. He was in some six-man, and then he w- did a main event angle. I can't remember what his name was. I think it was, like, Sparky something, actually.
2: <laughs> He's tired
0: about Joey. Ah, uh, okay. <sighs> <sighs>
3: Goddamn.
2: Talking about Oreo. I also told,
3: cool shit. I told that's what it was. I told everybody that I met there because there was a lot of people shaking my hands, I guess, thinking I was someone debuting. And I was like, I'm just here. <laughs> I'm eating Taco Bell. But I, so I just told everybody that I was Jake's trainer. And I think one dude partially believed me. Damn,
2: you should have just run with that I did Just bullshit and see how many people you get
3: I guarantee you I bad. can bullshit some people on that roster <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's time for uh, your favorite
2: segment of the week
3: Ladies and gentlemen
2: Dad around Boys and girls gather around. It's time for the MVPs of the week.
0: Well, who had a
3: first overall this last week was nothing too spicy, despite the stupid Tuesday night tussle. But overall, I'm going to have to give my MVP of the week to Rocky Romero. He is the real Forbidden Door. Man's working everywhere. Man is working New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, MLW, AEW, CMLL. Now has belts in CMLL and MLW. Rocky Romero, number one, baby. What about you, Jake?
0: For me, even though the son of a bitch sprayed me in the face with ketchup and beat me in the bunkhouse match, I'm going with Big Dave. He's a tough bastard.
3: <laughs> I mean, you, he was hitting you with 500-pound hay bales.
0: Yep, and trash can lids. And
3: those, those trash also fell in some
0: thumbtacks. Nice.
3: Fucking hard. Nice. Sahane?
2: Well, my MVPs of the week um, is actually more of the match itself. Um, Christian Cage and Brian Danielson had a hell of a fucking match Saturday night on Collision. And that was way better than it fucking deserved to be.
3: Christian Cage has beaten the man that beat the man. Or wait, no, he's beaten the man that beat Okada with a broken arm. Yeah. Christian Cage is the greatest wrestler in the world now.
2: Apparently. But it was, uh, those are my MVPs of the week. So. Well, with that, we'll be in your feeds later this week. We got a nice episode of Territory Wars coming up and the funeral. So Jake, what do they do? For money.